0: Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Mic'd Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue.
1: You are now locked in and listening to
0: The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt.
1: Absolutely, I think they can beat for a championship. I I don't even think that's a a debate I'm willing to to have.
0: This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Saturday, December 11th, another episode of The Issue. Luke and Tim here. Great to have you in. A lot to talk about.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Well, we got week 14 of the NFL already. Feels like it was just last week. We were doing our first round of predictions, divisional predictions like we do um, before the NFL season, and now it's now already week
0: 14. Blows my mind. It, it flies. It, de- it blows my mind that it's December 11th. I mean, like, we're almost halfway through the month of December. 2021's over after this. You know, we it's blanked. kind of been a quick year. Um, You know, a good year in sports, though. Um, and we have a lot of our predictions to get to you today for Sunday uh, in the NFL week 14. And then also I think that Monday
1: night football game, what is it? The, uh, the cards and the Rams. That's going to um, be a good one by the way. Probably game yeah, that, of the week. I would say, Yeah, that, that that's going to be one of the, one of the games to watch. I know. Yeah. That game, um, the Baltimore Cleveland game is going to be a really good one. It's going to be competitive. Um, some that are interesting that aren't necessarily, you know, they might not have major playoff implications, but you're looking at like Carolina, Atlanta is going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, that's when we're split on. And then, uh, yeah, you know, take like Tampa, Buffalo. There's there's a couple good games. San Fran, since going to be a good one as well.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Our uh our picks race is heating up. We are tied at 6-6 six, six, and one going into this week of picks. So, you know, it's uh it's heating up over here for us too. It know? is. I mean, it is. We don't want to lose. We we've come up with a uh with a reward, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. So so what? So there's some, you know, added technology to the to the stew stew here to the studio, right? Yeah. Um when it comes to like you know mics and mixers and all that stuff that I don't really understand, but that's kind of your that's kind of your bag, not mine right um you know we're looking to upgrade one of our one of our pieces of equipment, and we said you know loser loser you know buys a piece of equipment, so basically it's like a hundred
0: and you know some like a hundred
1: some bucks yeah you're, you're we're basically betting on like I I don't know just ballpark one fifty i think
0: yeah yeah um so I mean you know it, it's a pretty good bet. And uh, it is tied up right now. Yeah, so. we're definitely not like competing to lose one hundred and fifty dollars here.
1: You know what I mean? No, like we're <laughs> we're trying to win here. This is it, it's heating up. Um, so so what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about the Steelers. Obviously, big Thursday night game. Um, they lost. Right? <laughs> yeah. If You guys saw what it was 36-28, I believe. Uh, they they made it close. It was twenty nine nothing at one point. So they made it close. That was good. Um, we'll talk about what I think of Chase Claypool. I think I talked about him the other day. We're going to get into that as well because, of course, he's making more bonehead mistakes. Oh, man, um, and, and they're
0: bad, too. Yeah, the Steelers it's seem really like really situationally
1: they, bad. The Steelers can draft wide receivers for talent, but it seems like we get guys that are just—they would prefer to dance man, or, you know, We get all the head cases and so just call it how I it don't, is. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Um, it, it'd be different if he was going out there for 15 touchdowns, but he's not, but we'll get into that. Um, we also decided that we, we were doing our top 10 NFL teams every four weeks, right? Because, you know, in week five, not a whole lot's changing week to week. You kind of, you know. Right. It's more but just now the... we're getting into playoffs. There's definitely going to be some movement week in and week out. So we're going to give you guys our top ten NFL teams now every week for the rest of the year um, starting now. Um, so at the end of this segment, we will give you our top ten NFL teams. Yeah. And then next segment, obviously, per usual, on a Saturday, our predictions for Sunday and Monday night.
0: Right. Um. It'll be really good. Let's hop right into it. Let's go with the Steelers. Oh, so you know, big Thursday night loss uh, in Minnesota. We got absolutely ran all over. Dalvin Cook looked great. We have like two hundred and twenty total yards? Did you see or something the holes like that? that the Minnesota offensive line was? Unbelievable. Creating. Our, our defensive line couldn't get any pressure. Devin Bush looked lost trying lost. to stop the run. Um, I, I mean. We played okay over the top, but even some safeties got burned. There were at least two or three highlights where I saw Minka just getting absolutely burned. Well, K.J. And
1: he- Osborne goes for, what, 60-some yards to the house, right? Who is K.J. Osborne, right? That's probably a question yeah. you're asking yourself right now. I don't know. That's like their wide-out four that just burned us over the top. And had a game against us. Yeah, had a game, right? Dalvin Cook, you know, with a shoulder that's probably super glued into the socket, runs for 200-some yards. <laughs> Um, did you see the play? It was in the first half, right? So it looked like Minnesota was – looked like a zone to the right. yeah. And so usually zones are nice because it provides cutback lanes, generally speaking. Um, and Dalvin Cook's great, great cutback-type running back. He, he'll put his foot in the ground and he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of his strengths. He's got that explosive agility like he can cut, that, that quick ability to cut, right? Like Shady McCoy had that, right? Yeah. LaShawn McCoy put his foot in the ground and he's gone um Dalvin Cook's got a little bit of that as well so they're running the zone to the right Devin Bush gets lost absolutely lost in the wash right you see him overrun the hole by about three gaps right he Cook cut it back to like the a gap on the back side Devin Bush is in the C-gap on the strong side. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Complete
0: other side of the line.
1: And Minka Fitzpatrick, who's been basically turned into a linebacker because our linebackers are so
0: bad. He has to come up and make every play. He's been
1: forced to make every play. He gets up after making this tackle. He is incessant. You can see him yelling at Bush, yelling at the linebackers. He's just, at this point, he's upset. Like, he's done having to make every tackle. He's our leading tackler as a safety. Not a strong safety, a free safety. That's bad.
0: Yeah um i mean it doesn't look great at least he's you know he did get burned on a couple of plays over the top but you know you kind of after coming up and making understandable. nine tackles when, in the first half when, you're probably a little gassed when you have to be the main run stopper and the over top support like it'll happen you can't do both
1: perfectly <laughs> um, and he's been a really good run stopper he got burned a couple times i'm not asking it to be perfect every play I'm asking everybody else to at least be average so Minka doesn't have to be perfect.
0: And the thing has always been, too, when defensive lines struggle to get started and struggle against an offensive line like that, the balancing factor that usually... like that should be able to come in and supplement and help your defensive line is your linebacking core, your yeah. middle linebackers, your Mike linebackers, and your Will linebackers, the bigger dudes. They can come up and plug some of those holes. But the Steelers linebacking core is so bad at this point where the when the D line's bad, they're left out there to dry. They have no help behind them in the secondary whatsoever. In the tackle box, there is nothing there that's going to support them.
1: I think they've gone too far. They've overcorrected too far, right? So the league is going towards this, like, fast linebacker-type style, right? Yeah. Um, so the Steelers go out, draft Devin Bush, who's real fast, sideline-to-sideline guy, not incredibly physical, especially now after his injury, right? And now after his injury, he's not even fast, so it's like, well, what does he do well? Um, Joe Schobert, who's – I actually really like Joe Schobert. I think he's a good player. If he was in a system where there's another physical linebacker, he's a decent in coverage, right? Really good sideline-to-sideline side guy can hunt guys down. If you're talking on outside perimeter runs, he's not a guy that's going to come and, and fill an A-gap. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that That's why I love when Vince Williams was on the team. Yeah, he was a coverage liability, but that's what you have a Devin Bush for before his injury. That's what you have a Joe Schobert for. These small, slender guys, they do fill a role when you're talking about pass coverage, sideline-to-sideline. Side you still need a guy to get up and fill the gap.
0: Yeah, um, everybody talks about how bad, and I—, I- we talk about how bad the Steelers need a quarterback and how much they need to go out and draft a quarterback this offseason. Or if not draft, go find somebody that's already in the league, go find a veteran. But another huge need that needs to be addressed is somebody to lead this linebacking core. Yeah. D- go draft a linebacker from somewhere, please. I know,
1: yeah, I know they thought Bush was going to be that guy. That's why I think they're probably hesitant to, like, you know, go take a first round backer again. But I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I, it, you missed so bad on Bush. You missed so bad. Even before the injury, he still was a little shaky.
1: Um, I would also, depending on what Seattle, how their offseason looks, I would just put out feelers for a guy like Bobby Wagner, right? So if Seattle is going to – it depends on what they do with Russ, obviously, but they're they're 4-8 and eight now. Pete seems to be kind of on his way out. Russ seems like he kind of wants out. I mean, if that's the case, right, if they're getting a new coach and then Russ, an all-time talent, leaves – that that's a rebuild. Like they're gonna they're gonna probably tear it down and rebuild it, right? Would it hurt to put out feelers for a guy like Bobby Wagner? No. He's a veteran making a lot of money, right? So they're gonna be looking to dump his salary a little bit. Who's gonna have cap space? Your Pittsburgh Steelers, um, especially if you go out and get a guy like I said, like a Gardner Minshew, like somebody who you don't have to pay a lot of money for, who's gonna make the safe, correct throw, who provides a little bit of spark for your offense. I'm not saying I like Teddy Bridgewater a whole lot, but a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, right? Maybe. Someone who can come in, bridge the gap until we get to, like we talked about on a Wednesday, one of those elite quarterback drafts like we're looking at in the next couple years. yeah like Because it's not this year. It's not this year. You're not going to go find a guy at 18, right? You're not going to go find a guy at, uh, drafting at 18. It's not going to happen.
0: You're going to have to trade up.
1: And you're not going to be able to trade up to like – you can trade up from like 10 to 2. You can't trade up from 18 to get a top three quarterback. It's yeah. just not going to happen. That would mean you have to trade up into like the top eight that's so rare we're gonna have to give up picks for the next five years like it's just i'd prefer to not do that yeah i'd prefer to build the team around around like a, a bridge guy save some picks maybe accumulate some picks right or i prefer to go get a guy like Minshew, like i said and then trade maybe a first and a second for a guy like like bobby wagner like a, a I said. big
0: defensive piece that's not only going to be able to but he'll be able to also lead a locker room. He'll be able to bring a locker room together. Good, he'll be able to lead an entire, de- yeah. entire defense. And really set that team up for the next couple of years, too, by getting those younger guys on his track, on his wavelength, yeah. and start pushing that. Um, let's get back to the Steelers' wide receivers issues a little bit. So, Chase Claypool. um, um ooh, that looked bad.
1: So, he... First quarter, right? Catch like a six-yard pass as he gets pushed in the face or whatever. Um, we'll, 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 like you'll hear from Chase Claypool in a second, but I want to give my thoughts. Then you'll hear from him, not obviously live. That'd be pretty sweet. But um, no, uh, we're not in good graces with him right now because I'm, I'm going to rip him here in a second. And if you follow the Twitter, you know that I was ripping him last night a little bit. Um, so he gets six-yard pass, decides to get up, and like a child would, poke a guy in the face. Through his face mask. That's a 15-yard penalty. So the Steelers suck at getting positive first-down plays. If you watched last night, it was third and 11, third and 9, third and 13, right? We got a positive first-down play, six, seven yards, right? You're looking at second and three. That is good. You like that. That's what you want. You need a good, positive play on first down. He decides to then get flagged for 15 yards, back him up, back him up, back him up. Gets benched, right? Because that's stupid. And then later in the game, he decides that with – 30 seconds left, he's going to get a first down, do a little dance point thing for a first down, waste 10 seconds, ball gets knocked out of his hand because Trey Turner, a veteran guard, tries to come grab the ball and set it on the, on the hash so they could actually run the play, get the ball spiked, save some time. He starts freaking out. Here's what Chase Claypool had to say in his defense. Um about the whole, the whole situation um, with Tomlin and the, in the whole game. You
0: said that he benched you for a couple plays, especially after the early penalty. What message did you take from that? Do you feel like you learned from him
1: putting you on the bench? Uh, yeah, he sent me out a couple of plays, and uh, I think it was very moved because I can't make a penalty like that. It hurts the team. So thank Tay for getting us out of that long, long situation. Why celebrate the first round? Apparently, obviously, cost your team a few seconds. Yeah, um, you know, definitely got to be better. Uh, I got tackled to the hash, did my little first down point, and uh, went to hand the ball to the ref. He he had just got there. Um, so even if I got right up and looked for him, he wasn't there. So he, he ran down the field to come get the ball, and the ball got knocked out of my hands. That's what costed us time. Um, but I
0: definitely do have to be better. Uh, I knew the situation. I knew, you know. I know I'm near the hash. I know the ball's placed on the hash, but I gotta be better. And uh, the ball shouldn't get knocked out of
1: my hands. It should be fucking. All right. Well, so a little, little, little profanity there from Chase Claypool. Yeah. Um, so he seems upset, right? Now I do like that he, at, at some points in the interview, says, you know, I, I gotta be better, right? That's good. That's what we like to hear. Don't blame the ref for not being there. No. And he ends up saying it. I know the ball's placed on the hash. If you ever seen a guy get up, run right to the hash and put the ball down, it happens. Almost every week in the NFL.
0: Yeah. How about the, the... I saw a tweet this morning comparing Larry Fitzgerald to Chase Claypool in a two-minute drill where the Arizona Cardinals were running. And, um, you know, Larry Fitz makes this amazing diving catch towards the sideline. Like, a catch that you should get up and celebrate. Yeah. He gets up, dead sprint to the middle of the field. Plays the ball on down. the hash. He's already lined up. Everybody else gets there. Bang, snap the ball. You can run another play. Chase Claypool cost the Steelers an entire play.
1: About 15 seconds. About 15 seconds. It, one two, two plays. Especially getting the ball knocked out of his hands. Now I understand it's like, oh, it's not my fault. The ball shouldn't even have been in your hand. It should have been on the ground, on the hash. You should have been lining up on the numbers.
0: Period. Tomlin also wasn't too thrilled about it. Tomlin wasn't thrilled. Let's hear from him. Mike, it looked like, did you bench Chase Claypool for a while? I uh, did. It. Is that because of the penalty? Yes, um, was the message, sir, sir, did you feel like it made a difference at all? We'll see. Tomlin kind of short-spoken there. Um, you know, well, not too much to say. As as per usual, though, I mean, you don't expect Mike Tomlin to give a, a big lengthy book book report there on, on Chase Claypool and what happened. He's obviously a little heated, uh, a little steamed about it. I mean, he already had to take questions about this same guy last week for wanting to play music at practice. Um, let's yeah. keep that in mind. So he's not on the best streak. I just—I don't—I don't
1: don't get it. Like, I don't understand—I don't understand the thinking behind it. Now, maybe it's because I haven't had the success in my life that Chase Claypool has had. Because, I mean, maybe like .01% of people have, right? Yeah. Because he's an NFL football player, and he's been a pretty good NFL football player, He made some good catches. He had a good game. Trust me. He was my flex last—or on Thursday— Okay, he's on my fantasy team. He put up, like, 18 points. I love it. Eight catches, 93 yards. Had a carry for two yards. Nothing crazy, but I'll take it. Okay? I'm not trying to rip on him too much, right? I think overall he's a good kid. I think he's going to be a good player for us for a long time. You're not going to be a good player for the Steelers if you can't figure out that you come second to the team. Look at the most winning organizations over the last couple— or over the last, like, two decades, right? Right? The Patriots. The Patriots, the Packers, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. What do all of them have in common? So the, the, the Patriots, nobody's bigger than the, than the team. The Packers, they won't even admit that Aaron Rodgers is important. Yeah. <laughs> they, they won't even admit that Aaron Rodgers is the reason they're winning. Actually, they, they finally found a franchise running back in Aaron Jones. You know what they did the next year? Go draft another running back because you're not bigger than the team. Devonte Adams is so head and shoulders better than almost any other wide receiver in the game. Do you ever hear him, other than like, other than being confident at the podium every once in a while, being like, "No, like I believe I'm the best in the game. Like I, my stats back it up, my play backs it up. I think I'm the best in the game." Do you ever see him in game cause his team time, points, first downs, possessions? Do you want to answer that? No. No, we don't. We don't see that happen. There's a reason for that, right? There's a reason that the brand, or not not even the brand, that the team comes before you. It's called winning. It's called winning. You know who hasn't been a very winning organization? Cleveland. You know who is generally pretty selfish in Cleveland? Baker Mayfield. I just love throwing digs at it. It's just so good. It's just so good. It's so easy. Anyway, um... No, but then they had OBJ for a while. He was no, now, granted, he actually was not quiet, but he was generally a little bit of a team player in Cleveland. I don't think it was all on him, he right? He was
0: more quiet there than he was in New York. Exactly, right. Maybe it's partially just because it's
1: Cleveland and it's definitely a smaller market than New York. But, like, my point is, it's it always team first. And I like Chase Claypool, and I, I wish him the best, and I hope he ends up being so good for us for a long time because he's a freak athletically. But he, he just has to figure out the mental side of the game, yeah um, we should have pulled up the clip of Ryan Clark, but Ryan Clark talks about it, he's like he's got the gifts he's just got to figure out the mental side of it because he's a I think he said below average mental football player I, I mean, want to say that's something along the lines I don't want to quote it exactly but that's something along the lines of what he said I would agree with that I have no where's he wrong I have no arguments um i think I think if Tomlin's the coach for you know if, if he's continues to be the head coach, I think he will get it fixed um, because he is, you know, he generally is pretty good with discipline. um, Or at least – actually, I don't even know if he is. We'll see. I do want to talk about one one more quick thing before we get to our top ten. Can we maybe push the ball downfield before we're down 29 to nothing?
0: It would be helpful. I
1: understand that you're not, like, you don't want to come out firing with Ben every single play. That's fine. But how come – we're just throwing screen passes, third and eight run plays, doing all this. And then and then it's 29-0, and we're like, oh, that's right. We do have the rest of our playbook. I forgot. I forgot Ben actually can still throw. Now, look, my argument about Ben isn't that he can't throw. It's not that he can't throw. I think he can still throw just fine. Now, he's not putting zip on the ball 50 yards down the field, but we don't need him to. Yeah. He's making the throws he needs to. It's his movement that's the issue, or lack of. I don't think his, his arm's an issue. Let him cut it loose. Why are we waiting till we're down 29 to let him cook a little and, bit?
0: And he showed that he can push the ball down the field.
1: Yeah, when we finally actually open up the playbook for him a little bit, oh, what do you know? What, like 28 points almost unanswered? <laughs> it looked good. They looked really good when we actually were able to
0: throw the ball down field. And then look at that. When you start taking shots down the field, what else happened? Oh, Najee just... Started to find running lanes magically. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe it's because now the defense has to actually play back to defend somewhat of a passing game, so they can't be up there breathing down Najee's throat every single play.
1: And we have good wide receivers. Did you guys see the, all the amazing fifty-fifty catches that they made? Yeah. James Washington had two terrific catches. Deontay had one. Chase had, I think, two, two. or three. Yeah. Yeah. They were balling out. Like, let let them go make plays. Push the ball downfield a little bit. You don't have to wait till you're down 29 nothing to have some good play calling. Like, you don't have to run a screen in the first quarter when it's 3rd and 11. You are allowed to push the ball downfield a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that just bothered me. But let's get into our top 10 NFL teams as we speak going into Week 14. Um, we're taking into account recent trends, who they're playing in the future, uh, you know, what division they're in, all that. Top ten teams. We'll start at ten. Here we go. Number ten. Let's go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, they they worry me that they can't run the football, but Josh Allen's a freaking nature. Um, I think Sean McDermott's a good coach. I like their coordinator. I like their weapons. I like Josh Allen. They still have the number one total defense and number two scoring defense, I believe. Yeah. Um, and Josh Allen, I still believe is a top six to seven quarterback. But in December, you see what their kryptonite can be. They cannot run the football. They're very Josh Allen dependent. And I'm not saying every game is going to be a a monsoon windstorm like that, like a tornado. But it is December. You're getting into December and January football. That's tough football to play when you can't run the football. So that worries me a little bit. So I think that's why they're at 10. They would be higher if they could run the football a little bit. I agree let's go with number nine. Uh, I think the Chargers are slightly better because I think they run the football a little bit more effectively. Now, they still don't run the football as much as I'd like them to. But, for the next couple weeks, they don't really play in any cold, cold weather. So, they're still going to be able to throw the football. Now, it worries me a little bit going into the playoffs. That's why they're not higher because um, I'm not sure, you know, Herbert never having been to the playoffs, never having to really throw in like the wind and the cold as much as I would like to have seen him, you know, in that those elements. Um, but they have, Really good weapons. A good back. The offensive line's improving almost every week. I like Brandon Staley. They have an identity. Their defense is decent. They have some playmakers. They at least have one on every level of the defense. I like Joey Bosa. Yeah, no, Joey. is Joey. I like Derwin James on the back end. They have a couple decent young corners, right? So I I, I like the Chargers. Yeah, I'll go with nine. And about the Cowboys at eight. This is kind of your team. You've been betting the Cowboys a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, Look, at the end of the day, they have the best quarterback in their division. They probably have the, they definitely have the best skill people in the in the uh, division. I could probably argue best offensive line in the division.
0: Defense is where it separates though.
1: And the defense is the best in the division. I I mean, right now Washington's playing good football, but overall for the whole year they don't, they're not better than Dallas. Yep. Um, I think Dallas has more playmakers on every single position group. You're looking at Tony Pollard and Zeke. That's a good backfield. Their weapons are great on the outside. The defense is good. you got Trayvon Diggs. Micah Parsons, who I don't think is a rookie of the year candidate, I think he is a defensive player of the year candidate. He is phenomenal. He is just, I don't know what you do with it. I don't know how you block him. I mean, he could run through your offensive guards. He could run around your tackles. He's been great. That he was a can great cover. pick. I I, I don't know what like how you how you solve that as an offensive coordinator. Um, he's just a, he's a problem on defense. Oh, so
0: he moves bodies.
1: Yeah. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with the Cowboys at eight. That feels right to me. Uh, how about let's go with number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. I worry a little bit, um, cause they haven't beaten a winning team since week three. Yeah. They beat up on the Jaguars, but then they go to Lambeau and don't really look all that competitive. Yeah. I'm worried about the, you know, Robert Woods missing. I do like Van Jefferson. I like OBJ, but none of them are gritty blocking slot guys like Robert Woods was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not missing Darrell Henderson, who Sonny Michelle's fine in his place, but but I, I like the two-headed scheme a little bit better than just Sony Michelle. Matt Stafford's fine, but we also haven't seen him be this competitive this late in the year. And you've seen some pick sixes and some, some mistakes come from maybe that pressure a little bit. But I do think overall, if you're looking at the top ten guys in every single football game, they're going to have about six or seven of those guys. So I think in most games, they're going to be more talented than the opponents. That's going to keep them in the top 10 i They'll keep them at seven. All right, let's go with a team that everyone's kind of down on right now this isn't this isn't a team that's in most people's top 10 i'm gonna go with the baltimore ravens now i know they get cleveland this week and i'm actually i i, I think cleveland's gonna win that football game we'll get to that here in the next segment but but i think after that they get pittsburgh again who i think they'll beat um they get i don't even know the rest of it's they have a fairly easy cover coming up and i do think that at the end of the day they're gonna win the division i don't think cleveland's really vying for it i eh. I think they win the division. I think they're looking at like a three seed. At the end of the day, they're going to be in the playoffs. And Lamar wins eighty percent of his games. Yeah, it's really, really hard to bet against Lamar winning eighty percent of his games. Harbaugh's a good coach. I know their defense is kind of falling apart a little bit physically, but they still got some dudes on the defense to to play okay. I mean, they're holding teams like teams aren't running up to score against them. So no, it's not horrible. Yeah, I think I think Lamar will kind of figure out his, his turnover issue a little bit. Might have to rely on his legs a little bit the next couple weeks until like figures that out. That's fine. He's a freak athlete. I still think they're a top 10 team. You could argue me into them being closer to 10 than they are, you know, 5, which they're at 6 right now. You could argue that they'd be closer to 9, 10, but I still think they're a top 10 team. We'll go with 6. Number 5, let's go to Kansas City Chiefs. Here's why. It's not because they of their offense. They're winning with defense now. Yeah. They are winning with defense. That game on Sunday Night Football was close. What, it was like 14, 15, and 9, something like that. And then pick six to totally make that game look way different. You look, just look at the score. That is not how close that game was, but their defense set them apart with a pick six late. I don't, you don't need Mahomes to throw for 400 yards right now. Their defense is playing out of their mind. Chris Jones is back, healthy, and a complete game record. Tyron Matthews playing really well. The, the young guys on the back end now have more experience. They're playing good football. And the thing about their offense is, they could go off at any moment, though. That's the thing. So it's, it's hard for me to sit here and be like, well, their offense isn't playing well. Because this coming week, they could go out and go—Mahomes could go 400 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. So it, it's so hard to, to bet against Kansas City. It's almost like the Brady factor. at The Mahomes, it's like, I know he's not playing great football, but even on his down year, he's 25 touchdowns, 12 picks. I mean, he's still a freak. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's hard to sit here and be like, oh, with all that talent, with Andy Reid— that if situationally they need a, they need a touchdown, it's hard to say that they're not going to drive down the field and get one, you know?
0: it's very true. All
1: right, let's go to number four, the Patriots, because I think the Patriots are just a little bit better at exactly what Kansas City's doing right now, because Kansas City's not all that dynamic right now. They're kind of going short, intermediate routes, right? Kind of getting Mahomes back into a rhythm a little bit, winning with defense, and I think that's exactly what New England's doing, but just better. Like, I think they're just doing, I think they have a better defense. They run the football more effectively. They have a better coach, probably a better offensive coordinator right now, um, no, although I don't think Mac is Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Mac is making good throws. You know, this past week aside, throwing into a nor'easter, um, Mac's been good. He's been completing seventy plus percent of his passes, uh, almost a three to one touchdown interception ratio. He's not making bad throws. He's been accurate. That's a good football team. They, they look exactly like young Brady. Um, they not look like the two
0: thousand one uh,
1: New England Patriots.
0: They do, and they're just what surprises me about them is how they flip and script the playbook to fit whoever's playing quarterback um, and, and when Mac isn't having the game and like he only threw three times when they played in that nor'easter type game yep and they won by times. fours yeah the running game was there the, the offensive line is there it's it's like Bill Belichick is, never left he, he had this schemed out the whole time we've what? been talking about it since we started the podcast two years ago he's
1: too smart to just let it to let himself be bad yeah um, the most impressive thing to me about New England is that they're not doing anything fancy they're just beating with execution yeah. at the end of the day look we could go fancy all day but there's a reason that Belichick beat McVay in the Super Bowl that year because he just out executed Sean McVay like his guys out executed the Rams that's exactly what happened in Buffalo they were running the same like five plays every single toss to the left, zone to the right HB dive to the left, it was the same plays all game They put a fullback in there, an extra offensive lineman, and they said, hey, we're going to run it right at you. Figure it out. They were pulling guards, they were trapping D tackles, and Buffalo knew exactly what was coming, and they still couldn't stop it. That's what scares me about New England. All right, now let's go with uh, number three. Let's go with the Green Bay Packers. Now, what worries me is they are a little banged up. Now, that hasn't mattered yet, but as you get later in the season, if you still stay banged up as you get into the playoffs, you're facing the best teams, the best defenses. You know, the best offenses, you, you got to have some of these guys back. Um, Jair Alexander looks like he practiced the other day, so that's good. I think he's gonna—he's on his way back. Darius Smith is getting healthy, so that's good. Their best pass rushing linebacker. They're getting healthier, and I think they could quickly become number one or number two on this list. Yeah. But right now, I think three is fine. Yeah, Aaron's got a banged-up little toe. Hasn't hurt, um, hasn't hurt him much, but they're a little bit too banged up for me to confidently say, yep, that's the best team in the league. Right. I know they have been winning without guys, and that's an argument for them to be the best team in the league. But until I see them at full strength, because more guys doesn't necessarily mean you're a better team. Right. Just ask Cleveland. Just a, an accumulation of talent doesn't mean that you automatically win. So, I, I, yes, Green Bay's been doing it without these guys. Well, Can I see them do it with those guys? Like, Can I see them with with all the talent? Because, um, like I said, more talent does not also always equal wins. Let's go to number two,
0: the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's a freak of nature. He really is. How do you stop him? Do you have an idea? No, um, you can't put a spy on him because he's just going to break the spy's ankles. Or he'll
1: just... Or you're taking a guy out of coverage, and he'll just... And pick he'll you just apart. Hit,
0: hit you deep. Um, I mean, his arm is fantastic. He's accurate. He can throw the ball like 70 yards downfield, yeah. no problem. Throw on the run, he's, throw falling down, he's throw small falling enough, away. He's small enough where he can almost hide behind the offensive line, and they don't know where he's at. So he's insane. So once he, gets out of the,
1: once he gets out of the pocket, you you're already him. a step late because you can't see him when he gets out. Right. You're looking, you're looking, you're looking, and then boom, he's gone. By the time you see him pop out, it's
0: too late. You're not going to catch him. And he's gone for at least 10 to 15
1: like, what do you do, right? So you're like, oh, he's a big play quarterback. He kind of moves around a little bit. You don't expect him to be completely efficient. Oh, nobody's leading the league in completion percentage. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you know, he's doing that, so he's probably not running around and being that effective. With it. No, 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 he's
0: the best running quarterback in the league, but then better he, than Lamar this year. But then he has great weapons, and yeah. he throws the ball better than Lamar. And then on the defensive side... They're Those better. linebackers in that secondary is kind of playing really Chandler nice. Chandler
1: Jones is the best pass rusher over the last four years. Like
0: they have a crazy what do you, front like, seven. Like what do you
1: do? Like what do you? How do you beat that team? I'm um, not
0: sure. Yeah, they're definitely number two.
1: Now I think the only reason that they're not number one is because Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers and they are number one. And what I liked about them is they've been winning a very diverse. They've been they've been winning a variety of ways. What am trying have. to say? Right? They get down to the Colts early. You know what they decide to do? They go. You know we're not going to force the ball with Brady. We're going to run Leonard Fournette right down their throat. We're just going to say, hey, I think we're more physical than you are. We're just going to run Leonard Fournette down the throat. Boom, four touchdowns. But then you go out against Atlanta, and they're like, hey, Atlanta's secondary is pretty bad. We're just going to throw over the top. So the, the way that they can win a variety of ways, because I don't think Atlanta, or um, Arizona, I'm sorry, runs the football as effectively as Tampa Bay. And at the end of the day, if it's a if you, if you I need one drive from a guy, I'm picking Brady over Kyler. No, oh, I do think Kyler is, is ascending to, he's a top three quarterback right now. I think the issue is that at when push comes to shove, I'll take Brady. I'll take Arians over Kyler and Cliff. And I do think they run the football more effectively, which going into December, January, that's gonna be big.
0: I think that's, they're that's deeper too. They have more depth. They can play yeah. with more with more pieces out. And that's gonna be a huge factor, especially when we start looking at, you know, the back end of December. We're still, you know, December eleventh, like I said, to start the show. Yeah, we're nearing the middle, but we're still at the front of December right now. You look, you come back to me in two, three weeks from now. There's going to be, you know, I'd say 10% more injuries in the NFL than there are right now. I mean, that's three more weeks of very physical down to the nitty-gritty of the season where everybody's fighting for playoff spots. Those are hard games. Those are tough games to play in. Your depth is going to matter so much.
1: Yeah, I agree. So to just roll over it again, we got the Bills at 10, Chargers at 9, Cowboys at 8, Rams at 7, the Ravens at 6, the Chiefs at five, the Patriots at four, the Packers at three, the Cardinals at two, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one. The Super Bowl favorites. Um, okay, that was segment number one. Come back. We're gonna give you our predictions. Segment two. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at the issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through Phoenix Fitness, spelled F-N-X, capital F-N and X. Use code TJ2021 when you click the link in our link tree or go to fnx.com. TJ2021, it'll get you 15% off store wide. Go out and get yourself an AM protein blend. Just drank mine, Orange Dreamsicle. My personal favorite flavor. And then at nighttime, you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas as well with creatine, glutamine, Um, Nighttime protein blend It's a PM blend Spice and melatonin in there Puts you right to sleep Go check it out Phoenix Fitness right, Segment number 2 Saturday December 11th Weather Report Overcast, windy, rainy, crappy, really windy. yeah, crappy day here. Yeah, I was driving up on uh, the highway, car getting blown all over the road. Uh, definitely crazy. thought I was going to die for a second, no, I'm just kidding, but uh, it is very windy, overcast, rainy, crappy day in western Pennsylvania, um, good day to stay inside, make some hot cocoa, watch a movie, do something like that, not a good day, or stay inside and, and have a podcast, or listen to a podcast, you know what I mean? Prepare for those,
0: for those Sunday games, man. Exactly, exactly. Um, that's just what we're going to do here on this segment. Yeah, though. that's literally all
1: this segment is. We're just going to rip through these uh, these Sunday predictions. I think this is why a lot of people come to this episode right here. So without further ado, shall we? Um, okay, so we both said Vikings on Thursday night. So we're both 1-0 to start the week, right? Um, okay, so we got Dallas or Washington. Who do you like?
0: I like Dallas. And I like it for the simple fact that um, I think their offense is more high-powered. I think they have better weapons. I think they have the better quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Heineke always finds a way to uh, at least make it close, it seems like. Um, but I do think Dallas has the better quarterback. They have the better weapons. They have the better defense. They have the better pass rush. I, I just don't see where uh, Washington really gets a leg up on them.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with uh, with Dallas. It was close for me because Washington's playing good football right now. Like they're, they're, they're playing good football. I think they've won, what, four straight? Um But I think overall, Dallas is a better team. Like you said, more high powered. But I'm about to go with uh, Atlanta at Carolina. You like Atlanta. Weird, because we don't normally bet Atlanta. Why do you like Atlanta?
0: I never bet Atlanta, but I like Matt Ryan um, more than I like anybody to be starting in Carolina. Plus, with Carolina's injuries, uh, you know, C Mac out. What are they going to do in the run game? They're going to become very one-dimensional. I don't think the Falcons exactly have the defense to, you know, go out there and, you know, pitch a shutout or, like, anything crazy, like 7 or 14 points. I I definitely think Carolina's going to put some points on the board, but I think they're going to be, in the end, too one-dimensional to beat – Honestly, a pretty good quarterback like Matt Ryan.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm with you. I like Matt Ryan more than most, but I I worry a little bit because Atlanta, if you look at all their losses, we were doing this before the show. I was like, look at all their losses. It's a a teams with a pretty good pass rush. You're looking at like New England and um, Tampa Tampa twice, right? So a lot of their losses are, are to teams with good pass rush, and a lot of their wins are from teams with little to no pass rush, right? And Carolina's got a legit big-boy pass rush this year, and I'm not sure if it lands off offensive line line's going to be able to hold up. Because I do like Matt Ryan, but he does need protection. He's not incredibly mobile. Um, so i like uh, Carolina to get to the quarterback at home as well. So I like that. And, uh, you know, I think I think Cam, if Cam's starting, will be able to provide just enough of a spark in the run game to supplement uh, what Chuba Hubbard will probably be running the football for him, rookie yep. out of Oklahoma State. I think he'll be able to supplement just enough for them to get a win. I think it's going to be a close divisional game, but I'll go Carolina. I'm about to go with uh, Seattle or Houston. I'll go with Seattle. I think you like Seattle as well. Absolutely. Now, they're both not very good football teams, but at the end of the day, Russell Wilson is still playing, and he actually played pretty well last week. He's kind of getting back. You can see the the ball had a little more zip coming off his
0: hand last week. Yeah.
1: I think he's getting back from that finger injury a little bit.
0: He's getting back on the horse for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to take him – I didn't expect it to take him this long because he is you know, such a good something veteran. About, yeah, it him about, what, three weeks to get fully back? Well, three weeks after coming back, like, and off he, of the IR. And yeah. he's still not fully back. No. Um, but he did make some, some good strides, and uh, he proved a little bit there. Um, so I, I do like Seattle this week. I don't think that, you know, Houston exactly has what it takes to – to upset a Seattle team right now. Maybe they do. Maybe this is one of those games, but I don't see Well, they, yeah, see they also
1: it. said that they're going to start Davis Mills for the rest of the season. So, yeah. Who's Davis Mills? Um, that's a good question. Uh, he's I'll take a, Russ well, all day I mean, over that. I do know who he is. He's working out of Stanford, but it doesn't matter. Um, he's not a good NFL quarterback. He, uh, yeah, well, you he'll yeah. not count. be their starter. It
0: doesn't count if you don't know, or if you'd know. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm about to go with uh, the New York football giants at the Los Angeles Chargers. We both like the Chargers, but this is interesting. This is where our tiebreaker comes in. So, because we're split on two, we'll get to the second one we're split on. So it's in for split on two, There's a possibility that we tie, right? Yeah. Um, we did predict the score for the Steelers game, but that's so hard to like. What do we get to add up numbers and calculate that? that that's, I, I that's did dumb. get the closest you know, midpoint. Whatever. Using
0: the midpoint formula, I would oh, have the midpoint closest. formula. Yeah. Yeah. Are we doing the midpoint? Yeah. yeah we'll that's actually how you calculate that. But <laughs> fine. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, okay. So a tiebreaker. We're going to go over or not over under. I'm sorry. This spread for this game. So I think New York, the New York Football Giants. Right. They're plus nine and a half at L.A. LA, the last, what, five wins has come within one possession outside of just that Cincinnati game. But that was actually close. Like you said, for a second, they ended up pulling away late. Plus, New York has held their opponents to 20 or fewer points, or maybe it was 14 or fewer points. I think it was 14 or fewer points in, like, four of their last five games. They have a top five defense over the last five weeks. They're going to be able to keep it close. I, I I do think LA wins. We both have LA winning. But I like, I like New York to cover this. Um, nine-and-a-half point spread. You like L.A. to cover why?
0: I think Herbert's going to go in there and blow him out. I think he's going to go in there gunning. And, uh, you know, he has the weapons to make it happen, too. And then Eckler running the ball has been, you know, actually pretty good. Really good. Yeah, no, he's good back. He's good Um, back. He's, I would say, definitely top half. Top half of the league. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So, you know, I I do like that their offense is not one-dimensional. You know, they have a good –
1: decent running De- game. decent, good decent rushing attack it's definitely good enough
0: it's good enough to supplement what Jay Herb can do yeah um so uh, for that reason i like the chargers to cover that nine and a half i, I don't know i just feel like it's going to be one of those games that gets out of hand and danny jones isn't going to be able to keep pace and it's going to get that's, ugly that's
1: pretty fair um so i'll go to new york to cover you like la to cover so that's another tiebreaker for us okay um detroit at denver um good for detroit they got a win but i don't think that's going to continue to uh, Denver's got a pretty legit defense, right? And you know Jared Doff against a pass rush isn't great. Yeah, um, He's not great to begin with, but he's really extra not good against a pass rush. So I, I think Denver's going to get pressure, probably force him into two or three bad picks. I I, I, think, could Denver, I think Denver wins going away here. This is probably about a 20-point game. I don't see this being all that close. I think Bridgewater's going to be a nice, safe quarterback. They'll put up twenty twenty eight 28 and hold, you know, they'll hold Detroit to like 10, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Denver.
0: Denver yeah, Denver as well. Denver, I mean, yeah. there's not much thinking that goes on with that one. They have one win, and yeah. uh, you know it's Jared Goff. Yeah. So let's go.
1: Uh, let's go. The Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. I like Casey in this one too. Um, I'm not sure what what LA does very well right now outside of Hunter Renfro, and he's not particularly athletic. So I'm not sure you lean on him for 18 weeks, right? Um, you see the spread on that game. Yeah, it's 10. It seems a little high, but also I could kind of buy it. Like I
0: could. Uh, well, I mean, for a I, Vegas team that beat the Chiefs. What twice last year?
1: I think they beat them once last year, but then they were they were pretty competitive this year and the year before they had beat them once. So they've pretty much split with them over the last couple of years, so, which not a lot of teams have done. So
0: exactly, um, you know, this was one of those games where I, I mean, I'm taking Kansas City. I, I don't think. Vegas will win this game, but would I be surprised if they upset? No, absolutely not. They're a division opponent. Uh, they usually play pretty scrappy against one another, and I would not be surprised to see that and, happen.
1: And for those who bet, I, I, it wouldn't be horrible to say that Vegas covers 10. Right. I would, um, take, I would take I'd it. stay away from it, because like I said, Mahomes could go off for 400 yards and five touchdowns any given week, so that that's it makes it a little more risky, but you know, 10's a lot in the NFL.
0: so I mean, That's a lot of points.
1: We both like Casey, but uh, it's a game to keep your eye on. What right, about the other one that we are split on, Baltimore goes to Cleveland. Cleveland comes off a bye. Baltimore comes off a tough loss uh, to Pittsburgh in that Sunday night, you know, 4, 430 window game, right? Kind of, kind of prime time. We were calling it half prime time, but um, tough divisional game. Losing at the end there. You like Baltimore to rebound. I, I think Cleveland coming off a bye. First of all, Cleveland's a little more healthy. They're coming off a bye, so they're going to be a little more rested. And uh, I don't like Baker, but I think right now you could argue he's playing better football or at least safer, less mistake-prone football than Lamar. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go Cleveland, yeah.
0: Uh, I think this is going to be the game where Lamar realizes that he needs to clean it up. Yeah. Uh, it's looked bad the last two weeks. I mean, four picks the week before the Steelers and then comes into the Steelers and there's, what, one or two? I think he had one, yeah. Um. So, I mean, it didn't look great. I think this is one of those divisional games where you have to kind of look yourself in the mirror a little bit if you're Lamar and say, you know, you, you have to you have to change the change something, okay? Because you're not getting a different result. Yeah, uh, I think this is going to be a very physical matchup. I don't think it's going to be anything different than a Pittsburgh, uh, like, a, yeah, yeah. Like, like a Baltimore game. Yeah, like a Baltimore game. It's going to be Pittsburgh a classic AFC North divisional game. Exactly. Um, I, I do worry about them being a little bit banged up from Pittsburgh, but. In the end, I think they're going to come out with a vengeance. They are yeah. going to be playing their tails off after what just happened to them. Yeah, they. Could. You guys realize they would have just won that game if Mark Andrews would have, if that, if that Caught ball would have been like, you know, two inches closer, or if he would have just, like, just made a great made a catch. catch. Yeah. Um. So you know, losing in that sort of fashion, they've been dwelling on it all week. Their practices have probably been more intense than they have been ever. They just lost to the Steelers. They know the Steelers are a bad team.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So I I think they come out firing. I'm
1: going to go Cleveland. Like I said, I'm going to go Cleveland. Also, Uh, something – I was going to say something I completely forget now. I I, I like Cleveland coming off a bye. Um, All right, let's go Jacksonville at Tennessee. We both like Tennessee. Jacksonville's in shambles. Oh, man. We'll take this this time to mention that. Urban Meyer, we said that I don't think he's going to make it through the season. We both said that. I, I, I think you're seeing that now. Uh, Reports coming out that there is just so much turmoil between him, the coaches, the players. Marvin Jones, their best receiver, had to be coerced into coming back to the facility because he hates Urban Meyer so much. They got in a screaming match. Um, Trevor Lawrence came out and publicly backed James Robinson, who got benched by Urban, was saying that it was not the right move to bench him publicly. Um... Urban's calling out coaches and players left and right. He's not built for the NFL. He should have stayed at what was it, Fox or whatever he was doing on that college game day, whatever. He should stay doing that. He's not built for this. Um I, I, I don't think it's long before he's gone. They're not going to compete. They're not. They're not a competitive football team. That's that's a dumpster fire of an organization. I think you just ship them over to London or something. They're really really bad. Tennessee wins going away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's also something that could probably go in our uh, in our hits category as well next week. With Urban in our hits and misses. Yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about that preseason how you know we were kind of unsure how he would turn out there and what kind of product he would create. And um, then by
1: week three, we're like, "Oh, he's not making it for the season." No, 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 shock. especially
0: after those. Uh, well, That's the video scandal. Of, yeah, of the, the videos and the pictures, and like, him at the man. bar. Yeah, it's just
1: like, it's just like, is he using his head?
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's the. We've seen people come to the NFL, and this kind of stuff happens. The for The pressure years just now. crumbles them. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. We what's the next game on there? All right, we got New Orleans
1: at the Jets. We both like New Orleans. The Jets aren't competitive, although they are only four and a half point dogs but i'll go new orleans you'll go new orleans as well next buffalo at tampa bay i like tampa i think you like tampa yeah i don't buffalo doesn't run the football like they can't run the ball
0: josh allen's their main rusher he's usually their leading rusher at the end of every single game
1: now i know that they're going to come out it should be decently warm in tampa but i think tom at home has also been pretty much unstoppable yeah yeah i'll go i'll go uh tampa bay i think they're the best team in the league and i don't think buffalo's on their level quite yet All right, let's go with San Francisco at Cincinnati I wanted to take Cincy so bad
0: I wanted a reason I, uh,
1: they're at home you know they're, they're playing good football if Joe Burrow doesn't have a broken finger or torn ligament or something in his finger if he's, if he's not hurt on his throwing hand mm-hmm. I'm, you're looking at a completely different game I'm picking Cincy different but since that uh, is the case with Burrow's finger I'm going to go with a more physical team that's going to run the football San Francisco Yep. And they're a better team they're better defensively as well I'll go San Fran on the road. They're favored by a point and a half. I like San Fran. Yeah. Yeah. i both go Chicago at Green Bay. That's not even going to be competitive. Green Bay next Rams at Cardinals. We both like the Cardinals. I don't even think this is an indictment on the Rams. I think this, the, the Cardinals are so good. They are. They're so good. Um, I, I mean, what, what do you do to stop Kyler Murray? I just don't know. And I'm not sure the Rams are athletic enough in their linebacking core to be able to stick with him. They have too many weapons. Yeah, Ramsey might be able to lock up Hop for a couple plays, but, you know, who's who's covering A.J. Green? Who's got Christian Kirk? Who's got Rondell Moore? How about the two good backs out of the backfield? Oh, wait, they got Zach Ertz. It's like where you don't have enough guys. You know, by the time you get to your fifth cover guy and your fifth cover guy has to cover either Rondell Moore or Zach Ertz, you just they, I, what are you going to do? And then also, if you end up being able to cover all those guys, well, then how about the dump out in the flat? Or how about Kyler Murray taking off with of his? It's just I don't I don't know how you how you stop them. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Cardinals. I that's it. That's all we got. Like I said, the tiebreaker. I think the Giants are going to cover the nine and a half. You think the Chargers in that game will cover the nine and a half? Or split. You like Atlanta? I like Carolina. You like Baltimore? I like Cleveland. Those are your week fourteen predictions. Go follow us on social media: the underscore issue podcast on Instagram. The Issue Podcast on Twitter. Keep an eye out for a TikTok. We'll we'll let you guys know when we actually get that up and running. Um, Big stuff on the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Stopping by on a Saturday. Yeah, there's a lot of options on a Saturday. Um, But like I said, kind of rainy, windy outside. So thanks for stopping by and listening. And that was The Issue.